welcome to Before You Go. Today we're talking about Niagara by Frederick Edwin Church. Before we start, take a second to pull up the piece. You can find it on the National Gallery of Arts website or on Art History Perspectives website under the post for the 23rd episode. Also, any other paintings that I reference in this podcast will be in that post on the Art History Perspectives website. Once you have the piece up in front of you, take a deep breath and reflect on the scene. What stands out to you? Do any details catch your eye? What questions do you have? Hold on to those and let's dive on in. Niagara Falls is one of the greatest wonders of the world, and it is wonderfully captured in the painting that we're discussing today. This painting was created in the U.S. in 1857 by Frederick Church, and seems to be one of the works that established Church as an important artist during his time. It's also a fairly large painting. Um, It is three feet tall and just over seven feet long, which helps capture a sliver of the monumental majesty of this natural wonder. This painting was created during a time in art history when the art being created was generally being lumped into the genre called realism. However, this work, like most other works by American artists during these years, doesn't really align with the hard and fast rules of this genre. Realism was about capturing scenes that spoke to the way of the world, and while these works normally included people, nature scenes could also fall into this genre. So although this work doesn't necessarily speak to the way of the world as people experience it, it does speak to the way of the world as nature experiences it. During this point in time, American artists were much more likely to choose natural subjects as there was so much industrialism and building that was going on in the U.S. right now. So it's kind of a way for Americans to reconnect with nature as they continued to grow. As a whole, Church's work can be lumped into realism because he did often create a commentary on the state of the world, but in this work, we won't focus as much on that theme of the movement. Instead, this work captures the exploration of the world and its importance as Romanticism and the Enlightenment turned into realism. In exploring this work, think about how large and powerful nature is while also being majestic and beautiful. When we look at this painting, it is a phenomenal rendering of Niagara Falls, so much so that it almost feels like a vintage photograph. This talent for naturalism and photorealism is what made Church and this painting stand out. It also stands out because the length of this painting has easily doubled the height of the painting, which makes it unconventional and creates a challenge when looking at the work. If you're looking at it in person, it may be difficult to fully take in this work without backing up to almost the other side of the room. So if you are visiting it in person, I would recommend backing away from this painting so that you can better take it in as a whole. However, if you're looking at it online, you may actually want to zoom into it so you can get a better sense of the intricacies of the painting that you may miss if you can't go back and forth in front of it. When you back away from the painting instead of getting closer to it, the monumental vision of this natural masterpiece is not accidental. Niagara Falls was and continues to be highly recognizable as a tourist destination, and over time there has been an exorbitant amount of merchandise created of Niagara Falls. However, those who could not visit Niagara Falls and collect the merchandise could visit a part of it by visiting this painting in the National Gallery of Art. And now, even without knowing the name of the painting, you can most likely recognize the subject of the painting. Based on the photographs, merchandise, or other things that you may have seen from friends, family, or acquaintances that have visited Niagara Falls themselves. This specific view is from the Canadian side of the falls, specifically the Horseshoe Falls, which is the largest of the three parts of the Niagara. This painting is naturalistic, meaning that it is realistic to the nature that it is presenting, and it only portrays views of nature, completely removing the human aspect. The only point of scale that we have in this painting is the tree branch that floats at the bottom left of the painting just before it tumbles over the edge of the falls. And if we take it a step further, the branch also reminds us of the scale of enormity that is Niagara Falls. When you first looked at the branch, you may have thought, oh look, there's a branch floating along, and then thought, oh no, that branch is going to fall over the edge and be crushed by the waterfall. And there, without putting people in it, 
church has reminded us how large the falls are. So with the tree branch, church also points our eyes towards the mist coming from the bottom of the falls as the water hits the surface. It emphasizes the power of the waterfall we are viewing. Beside the branch, there is not much more beyond the falls within this painting, but all you need to do to change that idea is look at the intricate details in the water as it falls over the rocks in the foreground, or the gradient of colors on land and in the water, or even the hint of a rainbow in the top left corner. With that being said, let's take another look at this painting. Take a deep breath and focus on it once again. Does anything stand out more to you now? What do you think about the details of this painting? Has this work piqued your interest? Before you go, let me share one more fun fact with you. This painting is a bit of a brag. Frederick Church is an American artist, and as the center of the arts world was still in Europe at this time, he may have intended this painting almost as an advertisement for the beauty of America, and a brag that would hopefully bring people to visit. And that is it for Before You Go, episode 23, Niagara by Frederick Edwin Church. I hope you enjoyed, and I can't wait to share the bust of Monsignor Francisco Barberini by Gian Lorenzo Bernini with you next time.